It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast, NBA podcast. My name is Keith here once again with my buddies through the miracle of computer phone with Chuck. Hey now. And with John. Onions. Onions. Little Rafferty. Impossible name to spell. Not Rafferty's like the restaurant. It's, it's Raftery. Raftery. Yeah. Raftery. What? Yeah, no. It's, it's one of those names where it's like Dwayne Wade, where it's just like, ignore the way he spells it. Say it the way you think it is, and you'll be fine. I don't know why my iPhone doesn't understand. Like, I used to feel like it understood. You know, you, you could teach it the spellings of the words you wanted to say. Like, it does do Boban in all caps whenever I type out anything that starts with B-O-B. Duh. But uh, Dwayne Wade, no. Isaiah Thomas, no. Like, I spell these things a lot. Could be worse. I'm obsessed with the Denver Nuggets. Own many articles of Denver Nuggets clothing. Text about the Denver Nuggets pretty much every day. I'm alive. And yet, when I go to type in Denver Nuggets, it's Denver N-words every time. And that's a word I certainly don't use. Via. No, we, we had that, that sports writer who got fired because yeah. he tweeted he tweeted that. He, he claimed the autocomplete. I feel like most people on that day typed in some, some naughty things in their iPhone to see what would happen. Um, telling you. Mine telling does you. not. I can, I can type in... Uh, one letter off the N word, and it, it takes me to Nuggets every time. No, uh, I've, I've had the my phone is out to get me, man. Your phone? It's, uh, maybe I'm, I'm maybe it's a the service Tom provider. Brenneman, the Tom Brenneman. Maybe it's Verizon. You know what's even crazier is I'll type in uh, uh, like uh, San Francisco, and it'll just tap in gay capital of the world. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's very odd. That's <laughs> that's so strange. That is so strange. You and that, that, that Reds announcer, poor thing. Oh, Tom Bremen. Oh, wow. Is he gone forever now? He's gone forever, right? Only in this news cycle could that not have been the biggest, not just sports story, 
but news story of our of our year. That was not like, only did he say into a hot mic, gay, uh, and he didn't he didn't say gay. No, no, he did not say he gay, but keep, go, but keep saying gay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, during his apology, there's a home run hit, and he perfectly breaks into like mind blowing, <laughs> like just pragmatism of a uh, Bob Euchre home run call in the middle of his apology, which I believe the home run was sitting sent into like. Capital One Redemption Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't his apology say, like, I've never said that word before? Like, you don't just yeah, say that word either. for the first time on TV around you people. You don't pull that out of <laughs> that the sky. A, that just doesn't happen. My iPhone does, though. Like, you guys know I don't, like, I don't use expletives. My iPhone no. autocorrects to, like, expletives all the time. Wait, so when you Brent type when duck? You. Yeah, when you, it's, really? it, it, it goes the other duck way. is mind-blowing. I've never, yeah, I don't know how you're ducking. I guess ducking is a word. You have to duck yeah. things. I'm one of the few people who's probably seen the movie Duck You Sucker too many times. I still don't <laughs> see how my iPhone is putting that into my, my 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 vernacular, particularly with the number of times I curse at Chuck via text. Um, oh, speaking of iPhones, I have, I, have a, um, I have a customer service story. Am I supposed to save those for the end now? I wasn't sure what the f- feedback was. I don't know was how this works. To start the show with the customer service, if that will turn folks <laughs> off. I think some people are into it. Okay, I think so that we have a couple listeners who only if we don't talk about it at the top of the show, they turn off. Well, should, so should we tease it? So so yeah, Michael Eads will listen to the end of the show. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, I got it I got a customer service story. I got a customer service story, and it was the highlight of my it was a highlight of my week. So uh, that's a, that's a Making teaser. Making a note. That's from a part fade away. Oh, let's talk about breakfast then. Uh, Chuck, did you have breakfast? So remember last week when I had a donut? Yeah. You had a jelly-filled donut. It was filled with bone matter. So I've, I've, so much like I'm, I'm trying to stop eating meat. I'm not doing good <laughs> at it. I'm I got not, the evidence against objection. <laughs> yes, I'm not doing well. My intention is to stop. Right. But I do intend. I'm. It's not. It's just going to happen overnight. There are days where I will be weak. And I have to, I have to do it one day at a time sometimes. Yeah. So, so last week I'm in Knoxville and, and I'm, we, I passed a pal sudden service. Remember we've talked pal sudden service here. What a moniker. And I had such a bad day. Like I ate my feelings. I pulled over to this pal's. I got me a pal burger, double pal burger with bacon and cheese. Oh man. They're called pal burgers. I'm almost certain it's a pal burger. I I, I was kind of in a daze when I did it. I don't remember. It was muscle memory. (laughs) But I pulled in. I got it. I'm eating the burger in the car. As I'm driving, my tire explodes. Oh, good. Immediate karma. I love immediate karma. No, yes, immediate karma. I felt like the meat caused the event. I know it wasn't the case. But it felt that way because that's not how karma works. That isn't how, like, I've studied what karma is. It isn't that. It could be a lot of things, but it's not that. But it felt like that. <laughs> and I've been in a slide ever since. Oh, man. So, so while usually we would be excited that I had Wendy's breakfast today. Oh. We would have. Today, I, I, I tell you guys with sadness that I had... A maple chicken bacon croissant from oh, wow. Wendy's. 
That sounds real good, though. It was incredible, but I hated myself with every single bite. Hated myself. Sorry. And I'm really, I'm really dealing with this. It's, it's emotional. It's really emotionally tearing for me. How can we pull you out of this tailspin? I mean, I don't want you to be where you don't want to be. But I, what I found out is in my journey uh, of sobriety is I got to get things off our my chest. I'm only sick as my secrets. Okay. You know, so I got to get this. It is my goal to quit eating meat, but I have struggled and I have failed, but I'm a human and I forgive myself and I'm going to pick myself up and tomorrow I'm going to try not to eat any meat. There you go. So that's what I'm doing. So that was today for me, boys. I'm what did for it you. taste like? Oh my God, it was so good. <laughs> but I was like almost weeping as I was doing it because it was a, like the whole, I'm, I'm at a stoplight. Say what it was again? It was a maple chicken bacon croissant, man. I, I don't even remember. I Burger King had, had, had copyrighted the croissant. What is this? Yeah. It, so I did pandemic like, pandemonium cats and dogs living with each other. No one makes a croissant except for Burger King. What is this croissant? It's a croissant. It's not, um, it's not a croissant so much. I mean, you can't call it that. Yeah, we can't but, even call um, it that. I'm getting a note here. We're not supposed uh, to say that it word. Is, um, it's a croissant. Yeah. It's a croissant. Croissant. We can't call it croissant. Um, it's a maple bacon chicken croissant. Okay. So it's 560 calories. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's juicy chicken breast, applewood smoked bacon, maple butter on a flaky croissant. Oh, a little man. sweet, savory, a lot good. 1,200 milligrams of sodium I'm looking huh. up. That seems, like, that seems right, yeah. I felt like crap all day, and that's why. So, yeah, it was incredible. Parched. can't wait for you to send me a picture of yourself eating this tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'll go to bed tonight feeling bad, but I'll wake up tomorrow determined. Trust me, I know how to kick these kind of things. I've stopped smoking cigarettes in the past year. I've stopped doing drugs and alcohol in the past year. I'm, I'm on my game. Sorry. <laughs> oh, are you? <laughs> Work on not cussing you, jabroni. I had a very sobering yeah. and not at all savory morning shake. Oh, okay. What goes in your morning shakes? I love I love any shake, basically. Um, I keep messing up and like putting too much uh citrus in my shakes, and then it becomes like this like pain, like almost bile-like substance, and I'm like how do I, how do I fix you? And you can't really come back from too much citrus. So, but I'm learning, I'm learning this shake game. I got a new, I got an, an even newer blender. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, you know how it goes. How many I'll blenders get... you go through, John? Yeah, John, what's your blender game? Like, uh, it's pretty bad. Like, uh, for a while I, I couldn't figure out like the correct stacking order. So I blew a blew an engine. Some people blow like, you know, <laughs> T-bird engines, cool, cool guy engines, you know, they blow out their engine in their automobile or maybe their, I don't know, lawnmower, not me. I just put too much protein powder in my uh, shake and then get uh, looks of scorn from... You You pinged a cylinder on a Nutribullet? Oh, there's nothing <laughs> like that smell, too. <laughs> and, and, of course, and, of course, the ladies of the household figure it out before I do, and then I'm in the deep, deep Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> I had the ladies. A, uh, sorry, my, my breakfast was a throw, throwback to childhood... Hadn't had them in a long time, and I had a, I had a very funny re- revelation eating them. I'm talking about Fruit Loops. My, my children, the small children, 
I guess they'd heard of Fruit Loops. They'd had Fruit Loops once before. They got in their heads they really wanted Fruit Loops. And what do we have to live for other than, you know, buying a random treat at the <laughs> store to bring home? And uh, so, yeah, we got some Fruit Loops. I had a bowl of Fruit Loops. They were amazing. They were great. Oh, yeah. uh, my, my revelation was they were so much tinier. And I was staring at them like, like, have they changed the formula? Have they changed the size? And I finally decided I don't think I've eaten a Fruit Loops since I was like nine. No way. So I've grown. I think it's just it's just I was yeah. grown. Like the last time Keith. I looked at him, I was a child, and the Fruit Loops seemed really big. Keith, are you yeah. ready to have your tiny narrow mind blown to bits? Yeah. All Fruit Loops are the same flavor. Oh, I know. What? You knew? No, I knew that. What? Um, wow. I didn't. I learned this recently, and by learned, I think I mean read a tweet. Well, so <laughs> my God. Uh, so my son ate them all one color at a time, and he's like, the purples were my favorites. And I was like, awesome. But I knew that those, those were all the same flavor. But I also discovered this random thing about candy that's not actually the same flavor, like Skittles. Skittles are not all the same flavor, unlike, say, no. M&M's, where M&M's are all the same flavor, despite the what? color. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, but Skittles, if I do a blind taste test on Skittles, I'm like, I'm like 50%. I'm terrible at it. I mean, that, that's like tough. you could get, I mean, I like, it's like, Oh, this is obviously a red. If I close my eyes and you give me a Skittle. Nope. It's like a 50, 50. Skittles probably only has two flavors. I mean, like there's some citrusy things, but you think they have the distinct, like there's that distinct grape. There's Wrong. a distinct apple. I think apple, you, you can't, you can't mess that up. Like as far as guessing it, but I'm telling you distinct apple, there is no distinct apple flavor. Well, I mean, it's distinct compared to the other flavors of Apple's Skittles. Hard. You just met, you you just kind of proved that argument. Yeah. What is? I, yeah. Get, unless it's like sour apple, that's going to be tough. Yeah. We need to what do. A, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to do this and and promise that I'm telling the truth when I do it. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, a performer of, could fake this, but perform. Speaking of performance and faking, yes. I handed John this week. I handed Burr his atomic gummy nitro gummy. Oh, when's so that coming out? When's that coming out? It. Can't do it because it's a special gummy bear. Yes, I have pictures of it. It has a little boner. Okay. Yes, it's very special. Yeah. So um, if there is a bait and switch, which I'm fully prepared for him to do, <laughs> uh, I will buy three of them and he will put <laughs> one in his butt and two in his mouth. <laughs> Well, so when are we get when are we getting the video? This is the payoff of our COVID Cup Classic. Ooh. We picked our we did our wins pools. John came in last, and you're gonna e- eat this hot gummy. So it's not film just yourself. that I have to eat the hot gummy. It's the Nitro Challenge. I have to eat the hot gummy, and then I'm supposed to not have any relief for five minutes. No, I don't. You will listen. beg for relief. So I think I'm gonna read Sam Hinkie's yeah, letter. That's all yeah. I want. I want to know how far you <laughs> get into the, into the Hinkie resignation. Nitro. Mm-hmm. Is that five minutes? If I can get through Sam Hinkie's letter, does that mean I passed? I don't think it, I think it takes longer than five minutes. It probably yeah, is way think longer. Of some other things to uh, read in addition to Sam Hinkie's letter. If you guys. Oh, uh, Sam Hinkie's letter is going to take 15 minutes. Yeah, it's like 20 pages. Uh, I think. Keith, uh, for this things, NBA related things for me to read. Uh, maybe if, if someone could find Daniel House's Dear John letter, uh, oh. something like that. Uh, we could be we could be in business, but we're going to put that on our Patreon only Slack uh, for the viewing pleasure of our very special listeners, our Patreons. Yeah, that'll be over to patreon.com/slash/fastbreak. 
breakfast. We'll post the video there. Uh, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Uh, Chuck, what, w- what would you like to make right? Um, you remember how much I was dragging Campbell Walker? Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have. Look, he did have like 19 points on 19 shots game one. And I'm not saying I was right about everything game one, but I was right about everything game one. Game three, though, he still shot like crap, but he was hitting big. He was getting big buckets. He was getting buckets when they count. And that's not the Kemba I was prepared for. That wasn't the Kemba I was trying to see as a Miami Heat fanboy. I was trying to see the, uh, you know, the guy who, who just like shirks, shirks at the moment. I don't know. What do you call that? When you're, when you, when you, I think shrink, you nailed it. The shirks of the moment. Shirking, shirking the gherkin in the moment. Kemba hasn't done it. The Celtics looked very good. Game three. I will give them. It was, it was a quaint effort. By that so, team. so let me get. Uh, how nervous are you about the Heat's lead? I guess we should. I guess we'll table that discussion, and I'll go ahead and get my apology out of the way. I nervous. Uh, I'm scared. going to apologize to uh, all of the teams and to Keith because, <laughs> I, despite watching probably the most NBA basketball in like one like disturbing hot beef injection that has just been rammed inside of me this uh, this pandemic. I apparently know the least. Keith Keith multiple times has brought up that the field is wide open, to which I scoffed many, many times. And I think that has been borne out. Uh, even if we get a, a Lakers win, uh, which is, is a possibility, we certainly can no longer call it uh, the most probable uh, thing, considering that taking the field is obviously the best call in this playoff, in this pandemic playoff, <laughs> you know, potpourri of, I don't even understand what's going on with these teams anymore, but I am enjoying it. But I'm sorry that, uh, sorry that I didn't buy into Keith's, uh, there are eight teams that could win this theorem, uh, which has definitely, uh, anything could happen at this point, and it, it, it would not be surprising anymore. After you see the Denver Nuggets come back in this many 3-1, uh, down 3-1 situations, all bets are off. Yeah, I mean, it's what's funny is I believe technically I said there were seven teams that could win the title, and I wasn't including the Nuggets. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like I didn't, I, I didn't really think they could do it. I mean, I'm like, again, like I've watched all the games. I'm a huge yeah. Nuggets fan. I'm still don't understand like how they're doing it. And even in the game two loss at the buzzer to the Lakers, it's like yeah. if you told me beforehand, oh yeah, yeah, they'll be playing PJ Dozier down the stretch. Who He's gonna, is that? They're gonna finish the game with PJ Dozier. He it's had like, no business guy being out. Contribute everywhere from the free throw stripe, Chuck. That's who it is. He looked, he looked shooketh. He, he looked, looked a little shooketh. shooketh. I mean, he got some. He had some good plays, but again, he pretty much gave away all the good plays he made. Yes, the defensive Every end by missing. Every good thing he did, he turned for, into for free bad. Throws. He was PJ Hoser. Uh-oh. He ruined it all. He was almost as bad as Plumley. Oh no! It was so dog. angry. Look, your boy, me, a LeBron hater. So angry at that game. I was livid. You at missed that out summer. on days of narrative 
Oh my God! Of, it would have been of Jokic beating sensual, beating LeBron James like a rag doll, like Loki would have been sensual. Like Loki got tossed around by the Hulk. Yes, I mean, eleven straight fat white points, <laughs> and LeBron scored what six points in the second half. He looked gassed. He had, he had two 35. points. He had two points in the fourth quarter. One for six from the field. He was garbage. I think three turnovers. He was garbage, and the brow carried him and bailed him out. He carried him. You had Anthony Davis with two gorgeous three-pointers. You had KCP with a nice corner pocket I mean, shot. That was you had the Rondo step back off the dribble. Caruso. And you had the Nuggets missing five free throws in the fourth. What is Caruso doing? He's supposed to be a joke, not a real I did. I did like how they left Caruso open at the end. They did. <laughs> losing, if, losing. If he had if, hit that shot, that would have been too much. I would have been so angry. That would have been too much. But we got. But again, like we got. I mean, the Lakers are like the favorites to win the title still, as they have been yeah. technically since it all started. But like how it's played out, and at one point, I think since the conference finals started, it was the home team was six and sixteen. What so, is home? So like what the higher seed. It's the higher seed usually. Yeah, I know, but this is what's but, great. But I'm about saying like. This, is while it, it has taken, you know, hundreds of thousands of people dying, we got to see a real cool experiment. Yes, we did. On here, this like, <laughs> what would happen if you removed all the fans? That's right. This, I mean, it's a terrible, obviously, all these dead people were all, it's a bad time. And, you know, we could get into that. But uh, the no, dropping the, I know that they did the Holocaust and everything, but the Nazis sure knew how to dress. No, but... <laughs> But this whole, the whole, like, it, as far as like a psychological thing, it's kind of incredible. No, no. The, you know, there the was dollar- no, there was no other way for a Heat fan to win the argument that you probably made in January where you said, yes, the Heat are the 12th best team in the NBA, but yeah. on a neutral court, they're top five. Yeah. And we said, there's no way that a, if, it's a useless <laughs> argument. It's a useless argument. But now it's not. if like for me if you could treat the nba like basic training where these guys cannot leave their you know barracks right like a a a militarized schedule whose team is better fit for that who knew that jimmy butler would thrive in the jimmy butler zone (laughs) (laughs) well so chuck your argument is interesting interesting to me because i assume the heat had an advantage over a lot of teams outside of the bubble because they had a team culture and maybe they were more focused than other teams. In my mind, everyone going to the bubble and thus all having to focus on only no. basketball. These are millionaires who go home to models in their bedrooms. Um, yeah. Keith, who I have an argument that not only will make Chuck feel bad, but make every heat fan feel bad. The heat have the most white players. So that the least, uh, concerned and, and shaken up by what's going on in the world. Oh, no. Maybe, yes, there's a lot of privilege. Look, White Duncan privilege Robinson. is going to give the Heat the title. <laughs> Duncan <laughs> Robinson looks like a youth pastor. I get it. But the the whole the whole situation's built for this kind of organization. The- what about what about the the Heat are no, are no longer penalized for their their fans showing up late and leaving early? In the playoffs, maybe the lack of fan, the home court. Wait. I don't know. But the, I don't know, man. It's such a strange time, and there's so many weird things that I can't, you know, attest to anything other than, like, 
Tyler Hero is good. I don't know if he's this good. No, no. Tyler Hero had what he had that game. He almost had a triple double. Yeah, he had nine his assists. First, first conference finals game. He had almost a triple double. He went off in game three. He was one of the you know in the first half spots. he did. Yeah, in the first half. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. uh, Nobody. F- fun yeah. stat for Tyler Hero's second half or the whole game. I think he was, I think he was zero for seven from three in the second half. But he did take twelve three pointers in that game. And the three players, uh, the three rookies in NBA playoff history to attempt at least twelve three pointers in a game. You have Tyler Hero, and also this season Lou Dort, Dort oh, yeah. in Game Seven, and then Matt Maloney. Matt Maloney from Matt the Rockets Maloney. back in the day. Maloney, Maloney. I'm looking. I'm looking at Matt Maloney's stats, and they stand out as they're like they're an outlier for the time. But it's because the the three point line was shorter those three seasons. Oh and his, yeah. His rookie season for the Rockets, he took eight three pointers a game. Every which time is like somebody brings up like Michael Jordan's three point shooting games that are that are good or amazing, they're all from those three. Right, seasons. right, right. It's all ninety six, ninety seven. Um, but anyway, uh, that was a fun stat. Let me do my apology. My apology. I got something wrong. I got something very wrong. Last episode, I gave the listeners incorrect information. I said going into that game seven of Clippers. Nuggets that Paul George lifetime was one in eight in elimination games. That was nowhere close to being true. <laughs> like not, not true at all. He was, he was seven and eight. Uh, he had had some moments where, you know, back against the wall on the Pacers, the team performed pretty well. Like, yes, he's disappointed. He's disappeared in big moments, but you, you, I found it. That seven was com- like a one. Yeah. That was completely wrong. But I took that incorrect information and used it to pick the Nuggets to win <laughs> and to bet on the Nuggets and to bet on Paul George's under 23 and a half points for that game. So, uh-huh. yes, I gave you misinformation. But you. But it turned out great for everyone, I think. That would be like me taking the under on the Pelicans scoring 171 points. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. That was exactly what that would be like. It is similar to that. But also, I'm sorry, Paul George. I'm sorry for spreading misinformation. So, like, I like, I don't know how to search for this stat. Like, there's no basketball reference search for elimination games. So, like, I I was manually tabulating these things. Oh, and this wow. this happens before where like I'm like going through the playoff game log and I'm like writing these down, writing these down. And I thought there I had the stat not ready. Worst use of time. No, no, this is this and, and is what, I, this speaks as a man who you'll oh. we have a game of scones coming up who's done a lot of manual tabulation. I mean, this is my hobby. I don't know if you guys know there that. There is not a worse use of time. I really stuff. enjoy manually uh or I mean like I, I wish I could search you them. Will look back and something is awry. But here's fun, here's a fun thing. So I tweeted this stat about about Paul George in elimination games and his actual statistics. And some angry Pacers fans were like, This is wrong. And I looked it up, <laughs> I looked it up and I'm like yeah, this is nowhere close to being true. So I deleted my tweet. But what was funny was all these like of uh, all these vulture internet Twitter accounts that just copy and paste people's stuff. Yeah, like they spread that whole thing, and it was the lie that traveled halfway around the world. And now Keith knows how Donald Trump gets elected year. That's after right, year for year. I spread the misinformation, year. and I, I couldn't put the genie back in the bottle. But anyway, uh, I'm sorry, Pacers fans, Paul George. Our listeners. Anyway, uh, those were our breakfast in bed. Apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, best things, we have a few listener submitted 
questions. The croissant? Question of. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Luke Hudson asks, Hey guys, just joined up. You've got yourself another Blazers fans. I'm sure we're in short supply. Interjection here, Luke. Wrong okay. again. We are Blazers heavy in our, so in our I think he, I think he was being facetious, was he not? Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure. Yeah, hipster never really knows until it's too late. <laughs> like, oh, I've got I really love Ben Folds. Wait. Everyone loves Ben Folds. <laughs> Damn it. I hate Ben Folds. <laughs> All right. Here's his actual croissant query. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of other sports during lockdown. NHL, English Premier League, Formula One, among others, and have been impressed with the quality and genuine excitement of the TV commentators. I began thinking about the NBA, and this appears to be a glaring weak spot in the league's messaging and long-term outreach strategy. He then goes on to pretty much slander all of the announcers, but then he gets to his real question. So my question is, if the NBA is in need of a Neil deGrasse Tyson-type basketball evangelist slash hype man, someone who can simply and explain the game for newer fans, lay on the deep cuts for the regulars, and maybe just genuinely love the sport and players. Basketball is dynamic and exciting. Why don't the commentators reflect this? If so, who do you think would fit this bill? The NBA is heliocentric, and that's why we got Chris Webber and Reggie Miller pooping on the airwaves and creating a terrible event for all of us who love the game. We, we, the NBA is a bunch of star efforts, and that's why it's bled into this. Thank God for the Van Gundy troll brothers who are just little white dudes who are ugly, who know the game. And can I will say I edited Luke's question, but he slandered Jeff Van Gundy a lot. And a lot of people don't like Jeff Van Gundy. I don't like Jeff yeah. Van Gundy at all. <clears throat> right. I like Stan, Stan Van's amazing. But compared, yeah, but I bet Stan Van would probably turn into Jeff Van over time, you know? Compared to Chris Webber and Reggie Miller, Jeff Van Gundy is a godsend. I remember when Chris Webber was good at calling games. We've, re- I don't we've, believe that's we've, ever we've true. rehashed this over and over and over. What's the, what, what do we need? He's saying we need a hype well, man. There's, there's something else before we even get into that. I want to, I take issue with the first part of his question. Cause I think that you mean his missive, it, the first part of his missive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I think that, um, he's just new to the English premier league. He's just new to NHL. He's just new to formula one. There is no announcer, not even Chris Weber, not even, Reggie Miller, who is as fat, fatuous, and facetious as Mike Milbury, who's been calling NHL games for 30, like 30 million years. Uh, there are guys who call Premier League games who are, are farcical and make all the NBA announcers look hor- horrific. I can't speak to Formula One, but I think really most sports have some really horrendous um, yeah. you know, commentators and announcers. I think now this has been enhanced in the bubble because I feel like we've gotten a we've almost been like microdosed or like uh, rather than a microdose like we've gotten a heroic dose of Chris Weber and Mark Jackson and the like but we're leaving out people we kind of do have some great announcers we have 
Doris Burke, we have Mike Breen, we have Kevin Harlan, we have Ian Eagle, we have some really great announcers. So I don't know if I really agree with Luke. I mean, if if we could have, uh, in his words, Neil deGrasse Tyson, but hopefully a, a less handsy Neil deGrasse Tyson evangelist, then sure, that would be great. Uh, now, who would fit this bill? I don't know. Keith, you got any ideas? I I just think we need more people who are excited about the game and feel like uh, some kind of, like if it is an, an evangelical calling to convince people that like the NBA is good. Cause I think that's right. the biggest problem right now is like Reggie Miller and uh, Mark Jackson, like complaining about the game and just complaining and not even trying to entertain or enlighten people about what's going on. I think you have Stan Van, he's new blood. So we're excited about the new blood. I think uh, what he's, he's saying is he would really like it if maybe like a Steve Javi was allowed to call the game or if maybe a Monty McCutcheon. No, but I'm saying game. like, but no, that actually goes to the thing I've said. Like they need to, like the NBA referee needs PR people. They need entertaining people to <laughs> yeah. talk. Steve Javi is not entertaining. Like oh, even the NFL yeah. does it where like their guy, Terry McCauley is a much better just like public speaker. And he's more entertaining to talk to. Like again, the NFL guys, when they do a broadcast, they don't complain over and over about like, you know, like you have Chris Collinsworth being like, is that a personal foul? And then Terry McCauley's like, yes, this is the rule. And that explains why like these, we, we've done this. And it, and again, maybe it comes from not knowing as much about that sport, like where I don't know as much about the NFL. So I'm more content with explanations, but sure. I do, I do wish we had, I think what, I think what Luke wants and what I want is I want more British accents. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think we should have some British accents so we'd have more excitement. Let's I love those Premier League games, those the, the nationally broadcast ones. Love those we announcers. Have, we should have some diversity. We get John Amici in there, and we get his beautiful like go British. On. Yeah, go British. on. We're, 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 his baritone or his face <laughs> or what? His British accent. His velvety soft. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a chance Draymond can be the guy, though. I mean, he's asking for specifics, and I feel pretty good about what Draymond's done on on uh, Inside the NBA. And I, I've always hated Draymond Green, but he seems to have the charisma and gravitas we need. He's going to play for seven or eight more years. We need help now. Well, I think I don't know. Has and for as much as you know, whatever we we laugh at dunked on here or whatever, that's oh. not the way to get more like that's like digging into the nerds. That's I wish not no, but if you it, took if you took the information and the enthusiasm of of Nate Duncan and Danny Larue and you packaged it packaged it with someone a, a little more, like, I don't know, enter, say, entertaining with a the professional again British voice. I'm not coming off this. I, I do want a British accent. <laughs> NBA could get three schlubs from Nashville to sit and talk basketball while we watch the game. That would be something I would listen to personally. I don't think that would help the the NBA. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. think we would. I think we would be great ambassadors um, to all the other white guys to yeah. all nerd, nerdly yeah. searching Twitter. Yeah, I, they did. They did start the game three national broadcast with an interview with Duncan Robinson doing like plyometrics or something. There's no way casual viewers knew who Duncan Robinson was or why we had to see him stretch out while he was being interviewed. So maybe like we need a wholesale top to bottom 
NBA presentation change. Reggie yeah. asks, yes. which NBA players would you like to see in a Super Smash Brothers style video game? What kind of attacks slash abilities would those players have? For example, Mario shoots fireballs. Pikachu uses lightning bolts. Link has a sword spin, etc., etc. Chuck, who would have what attacks in the NBA if they were a Super Smash Bro? Jimmy Butler would hurl insults that you're not working enough and then also throw steaming cups of ch- uh, hot coffee at there your you head. Go. Hot pot of coffee attack. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I think Ray John Wando would throw micro co- micro version, infinitesimally small bits of saliva into other players' mouths. Kyrie would try to hit you with LSD tabs on your forehead. <laughs> Uh, Durant would send you. Pachulia would slide his foot oh, under yeah. other players. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great fighting <laughs> move. I was going to say Durant sends you mean tweets. Yes. <laughs> I think you'd have uh, you'd have Kyle Lowry going around, and his move would be, be to fall down when he got near you, and then that would damage yes. you. Uh, Le- LeBron would uh, just get really drunk off wine and tell you about his daddy issues. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Easy Bill Simmons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I think I Damian, Damian Lillard would uh, would have Chris Haynes from Yahoo uh, say mean <laughs> things about you. That'd be the Damian attack. Damian Lillard kind of looked like Mewtwo. Uh, yeah, Jokic could just do like a a, a sunbore shuffle where he would throw like a, a high looping <laughs> shot that would that would you know kind of bonk you on the head or something. What were the uh, what were the the Battle Toads? What did they do? Oh, that's definitely and Russell Westbrook. Whatever Westbrook, Smash Brothers, but God, I'd love him to be. That would be great. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are the ice climbers. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> One last question, guys. Drew asks under the nom de plume feeling clippy. He's no longer feeling so Minnesota. Is Jokic the best center in the league? If yes, fill in the blank. Jokic is the best center since blank. Keith, who is Jokic, if he's the best center, the best center since? Um... I think you have to say he's taken the best center mantle. I would say so. And I for mean, it's uh, Embiid, unless we're talking about Davis again. We, we always fall yeah, back to the, is Anthony the Davis a center? In the, in the series. Well, and Anthony Davis is a power forward. Again, yeah, that's, what does again, that mean anymore? Yeah, what does it mean? I feel like, sure, I'm calling Anthony Davis a power forward. Okay, I, I'm fine with Jokic being best if center. He's, so he's the he's best center since... I don't know. I think he's the best center since the guy who's antagonizing him right now, Dwight Howard. Oh, that might be true. Yeah. That's, that's a probably a pretty good answer. Who are the yeah. other? I mean, you had jo- you had Joakim Noah finish top five in the MVP vote. Ridiculous, um, which I think was that fraudulent. Was a, that was a clown. <laughs> that was a that was a big that was a big market uh, favoritism. That was trash. He wasn't in the same category of Jokic, I don't think. No. Um, I mean, Gasol, first team All NBA. Marcus Gasol never hit Marcus these peaks. Gasol's top five favorite player ever. He's I mean, not Demarcus Cousins. Ever. I'm not a huge Demarcus Cousins fan was of his Tim game. Duncan that was a power forward. No, that was a, no. that was the last true power forward, huh? I mean, I think it goes back to Dwight Howard. And if you want to make yeah. an argument that he's going to be better than Dwight Howard, then I think it goes back to like Yao Ming. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Yao's peak. Yeah. I mean, I think I I considered. Uh, I mean, like Embiid, to me, I might be wrong here. My memory might be backwards, but I feel like he was better than Yao Ming. 
No. I don't know. Yao had that. Yao had like two years of just being unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean Embiid's really good, guys. I mean, he is. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, no, he's really good. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I mean, again, it's hard, it's hard to compare about memories. The position from... and the players I enjoy the most, but. Uh, Dwight Howard, it's just hard to argue. I mean, carried that Magic team to the finals. I, I think we. No, no, have, I, I, in my I, mind, I have to give it to Dwight Howard, even though Shaq never would. <laughs> you have to give it to him. No, I agree. I think that's that's a good answer, John. Um, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying. I'm worried. There's like a big one we we've forgotten or something. But um, I'm not going to lose too much sleep about it. It's a good question, though. Uh, it's a great question. I like it a lot. Uh, those were our croissant questions. If you want to submit your own question to be answered on air, you got to become a Patreon supporter. You do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. You can join the Slack chat. You can submit your questions through the Slack chat and the croissant questions uh, channel. Or if you want to email them or send them on Twitter, the email fastbreakbreak at gmail, or just hit us up again, fastbreakbreak on Twitter. There's also the bonus episodes and hopefully a bonus video very soon of John uh, torturing himself with a very hot gummy. So do all that. Support the show. Patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw? John, what's your steak and eggs? So just before the show began, I looked at my notes for the show, and I had inexplicably left my best blank. And I was like, what, 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 what? That's not me. I don't, that's not something I do. And then I looked at the title of the note, and the title of the note was two words, but about two million characters. Because the first word is playoff, and the second word is Rondo! He's back. Yeah. Playoff Rondo is back. <laughs> but didn't, what, didn't he suck, like, up, up until, like, he was five years ago, we were like, he sucks forever, right? And now he's like, what? what? He's averaging, well, was he like, in the playoffs, Chuck? In the playoffs, Chuck! Was he aver- is he averaging 11 assists per 36 minutes? Because I think he's averaging 11 assists per 36 minutes. It he's is playing- hilarious. What is going on? <laughs> he only what plays hard in the playoffs or on national television. I'm on. I'm, I'm While the rest of us are playing checkers, he's playing Connect Four. He can't be stopped. It seems, it seems unsustainable to me. 
They were the Bulls were gonna was it, who were they gonna upset the, the Celtics when not he was to, when Rondo was on the Celtics and then Rondo not, got hurt when they were up two not, games to zero. And not to poop on the Rondo parade, like yeah, he's playing well, but you can't you'll what, shoot it over your backboard. You can't what poop. What kind on. of defense has he faced? What kind of front court defense has he faced? He has faced defense. the defensive teams of playoff opponents that they've been matched up with. Look. The Rockets stink. The Blazers, the Blazers can't play defense, and the Blazers can, and the Nuggets can't play defense either, except for like ten minutes a game. So you you don't you're not going to discount them making the finals just because you don't like their matchups. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this particular this particular players. So Rondo uh, resurgence is three. We were making fun of Rondo and here he is in the playoffs again. He's averaging nine points and eight assists, two steals per game. He's shooting 49%. He's shooting 48% on three pointers. Dial it back. The last time he's in the playoffs was with the Pelicans. When the Pelicans smoked the Blazers. Shot that full 20, Chuck. Three, the, the time he's in the playoffs before that was that Bulls team where they were up two games to zero, and then he gets hurt, and then they lose the series. I uh, Playoff I call- Rondo's legitimate, and somehow right. it's still here. We didn't think he's it was still going to be here. That, that last uh, Pelicans, there's something similar to that Pelicans team and this Lakers team. What is, there's somebody. Oh. Did he play with somebody? Blue that? Miss, that Wildcat. That Wildcat synergy. Here's the thing. He's playing with Davis the, Co. He's playing with the like modern iteration. Like this the, right. Brow and LeBron make me feel like I'm watching like David Robinson and Tim Duncan. That like Robinson had his day and he's still he, when he was playing in his last few years with Duncan, it they they were good. He wasn't David Robinson. And LeBron's not, I mean, he's good. He's really great. He's probably, he probably should have been an MVP, all that stuff. But he's not carrying this team. Anthony Davis is taking way more shots than LeBron. He's balling. Who are you arguing with? No one is arguing that Rajon Rondo is carrying the Lakers. I'm saying, I'm saying that he looks good next to Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But he looks bad. And then there's the following playoff per 36 numbers I'm about to throw at you. I already looked at that. Please remove all articles of clothing except for your very soft (laughs) uh, playoff uh, Raptors shorts. 13.4 points. 1.9 1.9 steals. Oh, actually, that was his career. Jesus Christ. Look how insane this gets. <laughs> Let me get into just this series. 13 points, 10 assists, 3 steals, five, six boards. This is what the, 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 we talked about three-point percentage being 476, but this is the most Rondo thing I have ever seen. The dude is averaging less than one free throw a game. He has perfected his style of play, and he's shooting the ball over the backboard and getting into other teams, best players heads. This is peak playoff Rondo and boys. So is he, I hate the Lakers, but this is warming. I the know. Of my dark heart. Is he, is that, is he their th- third best player? Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> I, I mean, Dwight Howard I think is. Dwight Howard is in this series. I mean, Dwight Howard's a lot of bluster. He's 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 no a, he, he was he, he definitely affected Jokic and he when got Jokic he in that foul trouble. Into a tough guy. Well, I wish Jokic would have like just remembered who this man is. He's 
like an ice cream cone that just figured out that if I put on some braids, I could make some white dude from Europe scared of me. If Dwight Howard weren't Dwight Howard, this would be one of the biggest stories in the NBA right now. If he uh, weren't just universally loathed by everyone, this would be a huge deal. The 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 the, the redefining of his of his role and his play, like he is. He was going to foul Jokic out of the game until Jokic, you know, went Super Saiyan. I don't buy that. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not saying Dwight Howard's not playing good basketball. I'm not buying this new tough guy thing he's rolled out. No, he's not doing a tough guy thing. He's doing a Pat Beverly thing. It's so whack. He's trash. He's soft. He's seven. He's seven feet tall. But I smack him. I'll smack him. I don't care. Chuck, this, you're in a mood. Keith, quickly, say something. <laughs> yeah, save what are you, me. Chuck? What in the world? Save me from what <laughs> Chuck is doing. I, I uh, him as being this goofy kid, and now he's like a tough. He's like an enforcer. Like, no, nah, I mean, he's not really an enforcer. He just, I mean, <laughs> he's but he's always fouled people either. hard, and he's uniquely, unbelievably strong. I mean, he's Jokic. he's bigger than Jokic, and, and he's he's and affected if you want to call Jokic. Him an enforcer, call him an enforcer. This is a guy who's never averaged more than four fouls playoff per 36 in his entire like never he's always been four or five fouls guy now in less minutes than he's ever played eight fouls per 36 minutes this is that I, part. Mean, I mean this, this, this is, is a redefining of his role that and he, and rondo averaging per- eight tenths of a free throw per 36 are the stats i didn't know i was getting today and they're palindronimous baby the sn- orabora snake eating its tail <laughs> uh i think go, go back to john's original best the playoff Rondo thing is delightful and it's still surprising, even though we joke about it. And we're like, when they, when Rondo signed with the Lakers, we're like, that's not going to help him. No, LeBron doesn't need a Rondo. And then once again, here we are, they made it back to the playoffs. Rondo's really good again. He's contributing when he's on the court. Uh, it's kind of wild. Uh, Chuck, what's your best thing? Uh, the heater two games for the, to the NBA finals. Yeah, no, it's awesome. That's succinct. That's, I like it. That's all it's I got. It's succinct. I love it. So my best thing is close to that. My best thing is the Heat are two games within the of the finals, uh, and they are once again a beacon, a light for NBA franchises to show that the path to greatness is not necessarily through tanking. No. This is the team that every year is like, no, we're going to try to win. Remember, right. what, 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 do we win 38 games? Yeah, that's that's not the best, but you know what? We're going to try to do it again. Are you going to sell off parts and tank for a top pick? No. No, we're going to sign Kelly Olenek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, we're going to, what do we sign? Myers Leonard. Let's sign James Johnson and let's bring in Myers Leonard. Like, oh, you're only going to win 40 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to, we're just going to stay let's cool. Sign, we're going to try to win games for a while. Let's sign James Johnson, call him fat. Make him work out and then have him come back. And yeah, let's, make- uh, let's try to trade Goran Dragic for nothing. Yeah. And then uh, and then uh, start him in the playoffs. So, uh, again, that's a good point. A lot of success is a little bit accidental. They wanted Absolutely. to get rid. They wanted to get rid of uh, Goran Dragic. They wanted to bring in Andre Iguodala. He's not Why? doing anything. He's a garbage can. But th- all this goes to the point. There's a lot of ways to win. And you can't win if you don't make the playoffs. Right. And you can't win if you don't have some good players. And they're just like, we're going to try to win every year. And yes, yeah. they have the advantage that a lot of markets don't have where a Jimmy Butler type might decide he wants to go there or force his way there. But still, you got to get in the dance. Like the Nuggets, they can't get free agents. And the I Nuggets are also one of the final four teams just because you get in the dance. You try to be good. Here's my take on the Heat. 
So I am a fan, of course, first and foremost. But this is like the perfect storm for this franchise and not just the bubble, but I mean uh, a, a disgruntled superstar who just happens to fit fundamentally with the team. And then that team gets transported into, do you remember when the big three did their, like when they first started in their first training camp was that it was at Eglin air force base. They did their first, they took millionaires to a military facility to train them. And that's what's basically going down here is like, they've got these guys all cooped up. They can watch uh, what, uh, how many calories they eat. They can monitor everything. You know, they don't have to worry about them leaving. It's all like quantifiable. It's perfect. And that's what's happening here. And it's interesting to see this kind of rebuild occur after the way Miami won their last two championships, because, you know, they could have been just absolutely de- demolished. And then they could have, you know, Pat Riley could have lost his cool and started selling pieces. And when Chris Bosch got sick, he could have, everybody's head could have caught on fire, but they did. Keith's right. They held their, you know, held their composure and now they're, you know, right close. And that is cool. I, I like that. Yeah, it's think- cool. Sorry, go ahead, John. I think Chuck is talking about organizational strength and culture, which thinking about teams making the finals in a repetitive manner and and teams staying good over long periods of time reminds me of a little song. Oh. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Game, Game of, of Scones, Scones consecutive championship appearance edition. Gentlemen, 23 times a team has reached the finals in consecutive years. Streaks range from as long as a mere two top two years in a row to a stultifying nine years in a row. This game is simple. I give you the years. You give me the team. So I'm going to give you, for instance, we'll go ahead and throw this one out. The year's 2015 to 2018 and you have to tell me the team that reached the finals all three of those years which would be chuck what was that i wasn't paying attention to any of this what did you say 2013 to 2018 would have been the 2015 uh, to 2018 15 to 18 was the warriors wrong the cavaliers there you go luck good thing we weren't good thing that wasn't that one wasn't for real okay cool Uh, but I'm going to give you the years, and you tell me the team. Do you guys both understand the game? Yeah. All right. Keith, let's start with you. 2013, 2014. Uh, 13 and 14. Um, the Heat? That's incorrect. That would be the San Antonio Spurs strike one. I'm really bad at years. <laughs> Keith, I think you'll settle into it. Uh. Then we go 2011 to 2014. Chuck. That's the Miami Heat. That's correct. 2008 to 2010, Keith. Um, Eight to ten. Maybe those Spurs? Wrong again, Keith. <laughs> the <laughs> Lakers. The Lakers. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Chuck, 2004, 2005. That would be the... Detroit Pistons. 
That's correct. That's Keith, the, I that's am the so only one sorry I knew. That's the only one I knew. has hit you. Yeah. I think this is the hardest one. And in fact, because I gave Chuck a Phantom Strike, I'm going to, if you miss this one, give you a Phantom Strike. Okay. 2002 to 2003, this team made the finals in consecutive years. Um, 2002, 2003. And it shocked me. I'd forgotten. Um, is that the the Nets? That is the Nets. Didn't even need the yeah. Phantom Strike. The well, New Jersey one of the Nets. worst finals teams of all time. Vince Carter. Uh, Kenyon Martin had that game where he was like Kenyon two Martin for twenty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy uh, I got one correct. Two thousand to two thousand two, Chuck. Two thousand to two thousand two. Uh, the Lakers. That's correct. Chuck has zero strikes, ladies and gentlemen. He's on it. Keith. Yeah. 97 to 98. 97 and 98. Two years. 97 and 98. Just two. Just two. For the next one, the other team had three. The Utah Utah Jazz. That's correct. Chuck, you get the 96 to 98 team. Um, The Chicago Bulls. I feel like... Back so Chuck's follow-ups have been easier. 94, 95. <laughs> the Rockets. Back to you, Chuck. You guys look great. You guys look like geniuses. 91 to 93, Chuck. The Chicago Bulls. That's correct. 88 to 90, Keith. That's the Pistons. Chuck, 88 to 89. This is this is lightning round. <laughs> 88 to 89, the Lakers. Correct. Keith, 85 to 87. 85 to 87. Um, oh, wait. Would it be... Is this the Celtics? That's correct. Going back to Chuck, 82, 85. The Lakers. That's correct. Then, gentlemen, we have a decade ravaged by cocaine abuse, and we don't <laughs> have another team. Going in consecutive years until 1972 and 1973, two teams did it. These two teams met together, so you have two shots at this, Keith. You're probably going to fall out here. Give me one of the two teams that played in 1972 and 73. Say 72-73? Yes, sir. Um, Are we talking the Sixers? That's incorrect. That is three strikes, Keith. You are out. The Lakers and Knicks did it. Oh, yeah. Willis Reed. Uh, Willis then I'm going to finish. I'm going to tell the last few because you guys almost got there. You got basically to the parts where it got either really boring or impossible. Very proud of you both. Then we have the Lakers from 68 to 70, and the Lakers doing it 65 and 66. Lakers doing it 62 and 63. The Celtics doing it nine years in a row from 66 to 57. Jeez. When there were then six we had teams the in the league, Pistons, Minneapolis Lakers, and then it all started with the New York Knicks doing it in 1951 to 1953. Gentlemen, you survived maybe our longest game of scones. Congratulations. Well, it's pretty long. Good. Uh, it turns out I only remember the only things that have like formed in my brain basketball memories. It's like uh, when I was 14 to 21. Like, sure. Those are the only historical events I, I know, like the years of the uh, <laughs> of the titles. Maybe when I'm older, I'll actually remember what happened in the, the 2010s and the aughts. Hey, Keith, I'm one of the only people I know who has no idea where or what he was doing on 9-11, so I feel you, buddy. <laughs> my, my wife asked me what I was doing on Y2K. 
like like on I like can tell you. New, new Year's Eve, you could tell me what I was doing. I can um, tell what I was doing. No, no, no. I I have no idea. I was like, I, I, I have no concept. I think I was driving home because I thought it would be funny to not be anywhere at the like the big uh, <laughs> clock striking midnight. I was Irony like, Irony to the bitter end. No, no. Like that was very original hipster. Where I was like, the best thing to do on New Year's Eve is just to drive and not be with anybody. <laughs> you got him. <'em. laughs> got him. That was the first time I did more than one drug at once. And I did six, I think. Can't it was, believe it's not a sex story. Sitting no, here in stunned silence. I was 16. It was I I smoked pot. It was a couple other things. Yeah, <laughs> I went hard. I thought the end I thought the world was ending, and for a while it felt like it actually was. <laughs> what uh, are you gonna do when it, when the world actually does end? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh pot, uh, mushrooms. Okay, I got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Where, yeah, were remember. we on worse things? Where, where did that, John, where did your game come from? That stemmed from Chuck's best. <clears throat> oh, so the best. Oh, yeah, the lack of, ta- the lack of tanking. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 you were doing the And again, the lesson, you know, every team that doesn't have a LeBron James and Anthony Davis has like a 4% chance of, I don't know, winning 3%, 2%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you just got to You got to capitalize and don't cost yourself chances by choosing to be bad for multiple years. I think when you just have bad. all your best players get injured, anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, all right, uh, cream of wheat. The opposite of best thing. The, what are the worst things you saw from the last week, uh, Chuck? What's your worst thing? Oh man, it could have been the, my best thing if Game Three had turned different. But I'm really worried about Marcus Smart. Uh, punching someone out in a locker room and then them coming out and executing perfect basketball. Uh, boy wonder Brad Stevens finally figuring out how to outcoach his own defense. So he couldn't do for a series and a half. And uh, yeah, that could be those one, you know, like uh, we, we know the narratives and how people like turning points. You hear all that turning point stuff, but I hope that's not the turning point to this wonderful year of mine this it, i haven't had this good of a basketball watching uh the, the rest of the world is literally on fire but my basketball watching joy has not been this high since before this podcast started and if market smart throwing a tantrum in the locker room changes that i'm gonna be upset isn't keith it, you know ooh. the uh the old adage shield start sharpen steel yeah Chuck and I have kind of like a pregame thing that I like to call butter sopping up butter, where we will th- <laughs> talk a little basketball on the phone amongst each other uh-huh. to see if we're going to say something too stupid to be aired. <laughs> and Chuck last week really wanted to go hard on like, I think Gordon Hayward is going to return to this team and make them so much worse. And I, I think I responded with, Chuck, don't say adding a good player will make a team worse. I mean, <laughs> played basketball in six months. I mean, he <laughs> barely played. He can't. I'm really upset, and I think there's some sort of tomfoolery that the Celtics and the Heat don't play for three nights. With giving Gordon oh, that Hayward was, that was perplexing. All the time to be played, gentlemen. All the time to heal. I bet you he can't walk. He played 31 minutes at, in a playoff game against that team after not playing for six months. You're, I got a couple things. One, 
Uh, you're more upset that the Celtics turnaround could be because of Marcus Smart being angry than you are about uh, Gordon Hayward returning to the game? Look, I, I, he didn't ball. He played 31 minutes. He though. was great. He, he was, was so good. He, he was great. He was great. But he, he, he can pass, and he's the reason they busted that zone because he was making good decisions, and he knew yeah. where to go and all that. Oh, Intelligent uh, play. Real, real. Playing the right way. He's a lunch pail guy. Uh, <laughs> the second thing that I, I find stunning is there there are some bad ideas that actually get edited out of the show beforehand. Like right. this is this is the this is the better material. Yeah, that's wow. Butter, soft <laughs> Man. butter. Yeah. Chuck and I talk on the phone, and sometimes I'll get off the phone and I'll be like, "Man, we just neither one of us said anything intelligent for like 14 minutes." Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Dwight Howard is whack over and over. No, <laughs> that'll be we shouldn't. That'll have be better. Him. I probably shouldn't have threatened um, him. But this least of children will come for you. I don't think it's silly to think that a uh, player returning in the Eastern Conference Finals after not being uh, Yikes. no, it's a risk. Having seeing a former All Star replace the likes of Wanamaker and Semi seems like just a good thing, yeah, even if they're hopping on I mean, one big leg. You sound super. You sound super smart now, but like. He could have played like trash. That could have happened. And then what I would what I look stupid then? No, he could have played. I think like, yeah, yeah, I think that would have been a fine opinion to air. I'm not joking. Like like like, yeah. like he could have rocked the boat. He's been hurt before and he's come back and he hasn't made his shots and he's looked rough. So right, he didn't he didn't make his shots. He just seemed to he seemed to change what they could do a whole lot. Well, uh, came back. Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook looked like crap because he didn't play for a while. There's all sorts of things that could have happened. You know, my uh, not to change the subject, but (laughs) (laughs) my my worst thing is uh, everyone is getting so upset about NBA awards and the voting and all the votes turned out like fine. Like there's nothing wrong with any of them, really. Like this is a thing that happened. Like John Morant was not the unanimous rookie of the year. One person decided to vote for Zion Williamson. John Morant won Rookie of the Year in a landslide. Mm-hmm. Grizzlies fans are outraged at this one Chicago writer who voted for Zion Williamson. The team, the Grizzlies team Twitter account, like tagged the guy. <laughs> and was like, hey, we just wow. want to talk. Like, what are we doing? This is embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing for the franchise. John Morant won in a landslide. 99 out of 100 people were like, yeah, this is the the rookie of the year. One guy had an opinion. Well, yeah, Zion Williamson looked like a better player when he played. I think he's going to be the more impactful player in his career. I'm fine with looking back and saying, yeah, I voted for Zion Williamson. That's a fine opinion. A hundred out of a hundred people don't have to agree on the rookie of the year. I was, I was blown away. Like, why are we cyber bullying people? And then we had the whole, like the Giannis Antetokounmpo wins MVP and like LeBron's all angry about it. Her acting angry about it. LeBron's LeBron's the worst about this stuff. The worst. Like Ramona Shelburne's like, yeah, I voted LeBron first team. I mean, I remember well, it's Ramona Shelburne. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, clearly he's your meal ticket because you're a yeah. Lakers insider. She also yeah. said, like, what he did, 
getting Mona a team Shelburne that, cuts up LeBron steak before he eats. Yeah, she's like, what he did getting a team that hadn't made the playoffs in six years to the one seed. You're like, oh, he gets points for bringing the poverty franchise Lakers to the one seed. Like, no. Right. But also, it's a fair opinion to think LeBron James is MVP. That's a fine decision for any. I mean, a fine like again, these are subjective things. The NBA leaves it open ended. They don't define clearly like are there you cutoffs? Remember, are there games played? Twitter is like a just like any internet chat room or Reddit thread where everyone is just in a hurry to post first. Yeah. So then you just end up with a an absolute an uh, an elevator door opening and blood spilling out, and we're all covered in dead bodies. We don't have to agree on everything. <laughs> There's a few things we should all agree on. We need to we need to fight global warming, guys. Yeah, we need we need to prepare our countries for the storms and the floods and the fires that are coming. We no one should disagree November. about this. Uh, but you know how that gets paid for? Okay, you can disagree. How many hours should the library be open? We can disagree. Like, should Zion Williamson get a Rookie of the Year vote? Sure, that's fine. You can have that opinion. But uh, we don't need unanimity. We live in a world where, like Dan Levitard sells his vote on these things or gives them to Deadspin. Like, you might as well. How can this be? How can people be mad about this? Yeah. Uh, so that was your was that your that was your worst too? LeBron complaining. No, my worst is that Nugs loss. Uh, oh, it was so heartbreaking. The worst non-Grizz NBA loss of my lifetime. <laughs> it was so heartbreaking. Almost so crushing. Like a, like a child. Also, I was too high on my own supply. I was so gacked out on the 11th straight <laughs> fat boy. And just, I was just for a moment was like, well, this is proof of a higher power. They're going to win this game. There's no way, and, you know, Alex Caruso's missing uh, key shots. I'm, I am rigid in my living room. And then just, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just uh, stomach punch doesn't cover it. A, a punch to the gonads. Yeah. It, I mean, it was an awesome game. Like the final minute, yeah. You had all those great made like made shots, and then whenever you get a walk off buzzer beater, it's pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean, for us, for us Nuggets bandwagons, bandwagon Anthony riders, Davis and Lakers haters, is, is absurd because Anthony Davis in the playoffs is absurd because he is so he go because regular season Anthony Davis, and I kind of get it now how he doesn't want to play center because he's just he's just not that player during the regular season. In the playoffs, he is on another level. He he's done this with the Pelicans before. He is outrageous we we played that game of scones um last week keith and we were just sitting it was about um most playoff points per game yeah. like the top 10 guys of it and i'm sitting there thinking i'm like anthony davis is going to be on this list because he's that sick in the playoffs i don't know let me see let's wait i'm look he's 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 great let's let's not get it twisted he's great <laughs> but Every single superstar comes across their like rough time. Their Jordan had it with the Pistons. LeBron had it when he lost in 2011 with the Mavs. Anthony Davis hit one big shot and he scored a bunch of points against front courts that don't matter and don't exist in this playoffs. Great. I'm cool with that. But when the real pressure hits, I don't know. I, I want to see it. I, I'm rooting for that man because his face and his teeth and his eyebrows have come so far. You know, he, he's a good looking oh, guy now. Some grooming. What? But it's, it, 
how many superstars just come in and dominate from the get-go in their first run? Like Tim Duncan and who else? I'm so confused about wait till the, when the real pressure starts. He, I, he just hit the game-winning three-pointer in the conference finals when they were but down. Wasn't a tie game. Like, he knocked it in. I know, I know. And that's a big shot. That is a big shot. But we have gone into, in the history of our our uh, our podcast, how there's a lot of noise in clutch, you know, clutch performances. Well, I, that's what I'm trying to say is in the clutch, in the playoffs, he's disgusting. He's sick. I he's, know, like, but there's... I, I think his true shooting in the playoffs is like, over six, over sixty, over six. Okay, so when this inevitably comes back into uh, human form and he, the regression occurs, are we going to call him trash? There is no are regression we... to a sixty percent true shoot. That's that's what he is. That's no, what he no, does. No, I'm that's saying, just but the clutch Davis. shots, the clutch shots. When he starts missing clutch shots, are we going to call him a choker? Is that what we're willing to do then? Because that's what I see. Is there's like a, a real small sample size with this guy. He doesn't have a, a How many bunch of opportunities. A, do you get? I, I'm saying he doesn't have five years of playoff experience for me to go. Yeah, I can count on this guy in every situation against every defense against. So uh, Rondo uh, is uh, carrying him. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying there's not a huge sample size for this guy. And oh, look, and I have, I have, I have, you know, equated him. He's, he's averaging like 30 points a game in the playoff games and is a different player and, to mine eyes. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, the, uh, I'm not saying he's trash. I'm saying this all like, oh, he's like, like all this clutch stuff. We know clutch isn't really a stat. We're that's saying he's the best show. player leave the segment. in the playoffs. Never did I ever argue that Anthony Davis is super clutch. My, you my, just my, said it 30 my, seconds my ago. My argument was that he is an incredible playoff performer. I, I know, and he has played well. But we also don't have a humongous sample size. He has two playoffs that he played in, this one and he one against. three, but well, one of them was very, if you're into the whole brevity thing, it was very, yeah. very. But <laughs> really bad. He was bad. still awesome in that one. He was a, awesome. As, he, 20, he, ran, 20, he ran into 20, Steph Curry in the best Warriors. He averaged 32 points in three blocks, so. I don't know. Let me see it happen. And let me see it happen. And like, we've seen, you know, we've seen Anthony Davis in 25 playoff games and he's been good. But the moment does, uh, does choke greatness. Sometimes the moment can choke greatness. We saw LeBron choke. We saw Steph Curry average 27 points and called a choker. You know, we've seen, we've seen, I mean, you no know, player comes through all the time. I, this is the point I'm making. So before yeah, we, that's not we, a point. Yeah, no, it's, if we could, we're going to, we're going to coronate the guy and call him this like all time. Great. When I haven't seen him win a championship yet. He's in the oh, top. We're, we're, oh, we're going back to the no rings. <laughs> Let me see him win a championship. Yes, I am. Cause that's a different moment. I got it. The Easter I, conference finals. When Mason Plumlee blows a de- defensive assignment and hitting a, a, a jumper, isn't the same as winning a, a, a finals. When he has to, and he will have to carry it when he went, whoever uh, the Lakers face in the finals, whether it be the Celtics or the heat, LeBron's not going to be like, he's going to see some hell. And Anthony Davis is going to have to carry that team. I would like to see it. It's, I think a fair, I think it's a fair thing to want to see it in the finals before I coordinate so, him. Oh well, he has not been to the finals. So you have yeah. me there. That's it. That's all. 
when he gets there and this he does is... this there, I will go. Yeah, he's 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 one. Of, he's going to be the man. You're going to say next you're going to say he's pretty good, but he played the Heat. So I mean, is I he mean, really I that could. good? Look, I could walk he, he, anything back. I could do whatever I got to do to be right. You know how this game works. It's just very. It's very rare that you see a player able to turn it up, even at even like like let's leave all the clutch stuff out. Just, just statistically, turn up the Heat like this. Well, it's also yeah. frustrating because he like he. Re- I mean, it's not. I don't know if frustrating is the word, but it's always like. No, I was. Frustrated. You could have always done this. It feels like, but oh, he's finally. Okay. Sure. But but he's the guy who's talking about part. not wanting to play the five because he doesn't like the season long grind of right. it. And I'm starting to kind of. He might be our our like uh, non fat Shack play himself into shape player now. Let's uh, let's move to the awards segment of the program. <laughs> He's disgusted. This is a psychotic <laughs> performance from Chuck today. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, we have a few honorable mentions. Uh, Goran Dragic and Jay Crowder, two for 10. Is that regression I smell? Mm. Uh, three for 11, Lou Williams, Jeremy Grant. Four for 14, Danny Green. Three nominees. They all occurred on the same day. Kimball Walker, six for 19. Chuck put a hex on him. Kimball Walker, you. six for 19. 19 points, six assists, three rebounds, one block, three turnovers, four personal fouls. Not bad enough. Uh, and then in a game seven, there was this game seven that was played between the Nuggets and the Clippers. <laughs> Playoff P, Paul George, four for 16. 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, five turnovers. A steal, Not a block, and four enough. personal fouls. And he, he and put then, a dent in the side of the backboard. Uh, he did. And then Kawhi Leonard in the same game. There it is. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combined for zero points in the fourth quarter. Kawhi Leonard was in this game was six for 22, 14 points, six rebounds, <gasps> six assists, two steals, one block, two turnovers. So we'll throw out Kimba. You have Paul George four for 16, 10 points, five turnovers. Then Kawhi Leonard, six for 22, 14 points, uh, six assists, two turnovers. So John, you're you're all in on why, being, being why, Kawhi's. Why? Just tell so him that. It's I just want to take I want to take this opportunity to highlight a player who we as a podcast assigned mythical magical abilities. Oh yeah. In Kawhi Leonard. Whoopsie. Who who ended up pooping the bed? Turned into Anthony Davis in the clutch. He poop he pooped the bed. I'm saying that performance is why I go to Anthony Davis and say, show me what you got when it matters. That's, That's right. Why. Kawhi Leonard has never shown us what he's got when it matters. I'm just saying it, it, it is. It's all, it's all a random number distribution. Chuck, and we're all going to die. A, if he has a poopy game in the, if he has a poopy series oh. in the finals, like, like Kawhi had against the nuggets, then, <laughs> then what's the narrative? What's the narrative then? If he poops the bed in the next if, final, if the, the Lakers final. lose to the Celtics or the Heat, it's going to be bad for LeBron and Anthony Davis. Sure. Yes, Keith, right. do you like apples? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, look, I told you I was having a bad day. I ate a chicken croissant. You should not breakfast. have any more protein from an animal, Chuck. I'll stop eating animal protein. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I'm going to vote. I think, I mean, Kawhi's got the volume, the 22 attempts. God, yeah. Playoff P, four for 16. No. All right, I'll go, I'll find Kawhi. I mean, Chuck, if you agree, I'll make it unanimous. I won't stand in the way of being unanimous. I mean, 
Kawhi earned it. That's okay. the worst. Uh, I know got, and even with the bot score, it's still, but that was one of the worst games a player could have. I think he gave, I think he, he's like, I don't, I don't want to be here. He did. Yeah. He did Eric Bledsoe. I don't want to be here no more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, man, well, I was looking at all the guys. Um, the game of scones would be too impossible. Oh, I closed that tab. I'll have to bring that up another time. I was just looking at all the players who had 15 or more field goal attempts who shot under 30%. It's a pretty legendary list. But uh, Kenya Mark and Reggie Miller. But it's it's Paul, but it has to be in game sevens. It's just in game uh, sevens. And uh, yeah, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in the same game. Uh, nice. Man. Now, it's one of my buddies who like listens to the show but doesn't watch basketball that much anymore, uh, he texted me and was just like, Was that pretty wild? Nuggets beat the Clippers? I was like, Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Like again, that was not expected. That was so that was so surprising. Uh I mean, I guess yeah, I missed it. the I did not get to watch that game seven live and then had to oh, man. live through that game we just did. Uh, it was yeah. like but I know hey. momentum's not real, but I felt like it like the start of the third quarter when yeah. the Clippers got a, up a couple points, a couple buckets, and then like the Nuggets went on a little run. And it was kind of like, I think this is over. <laughs> I don't think the Clippers are doing anything anymore. Uh and man, they got they just got whipped. It was it was it was wild. Um, but anyway, uh par fadeaway, gentlemen. What things are we looking forward to? I'm looking forward to you hearing uh to hearing you tell that customer service story because you don't get off oh, that. Oh yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I would have forgotten. This is great. Yeah. Um way to tease. Uh yeah, so I think I want to say probably exactly 20 or 22 months ago, I was telling about how I didn't understand my Sprint phone bill, <laughs> but it seemed pretty great. Because like, like we went in and it was like, hey, uh, yeah, I need a new phone. They're like, here, have this iPhone. I'm like, how much is it? They're like, it's eight bucks a month. I'm like, that's it? What's the, do I have to pay more to own it? Like, no, 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 it's eight bucks a month. I'm like, well, that's a, that's a great deal. Uh, For so, real. So again, you know, I ha- have the auto pay on and... Um, like the phone bill starts going up. It had been steady for a long time. And, uh, I finally am like, you know, it's been a few months and I'm like, wow, my phone bill's way higher now. And, um, my wife was actually bugging me. She's like, Hey, you know, go check into this. I'm like, all right, all right. So, uh, I logged in. I'm like, Hey, what's, what's going on with the phone bill? Why is it so much? And it turns out like this phone, which is like a four, it's a, a very old iPhone now. Uh, it was $30 a month, like on the rental. And I was like, well, that's weird. Do I, do I own the phone yet? And they were like, oh, no, no. When, you're, when, you're, when your 18-month lease is up, then you have the option of paying it off for like 15 bucks a month. But if you don't opt in, it's 30 bucks a month, and none of that money goes towards the principle <laughs> of owning the phone. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, that doesn't sound legal. <laughs> I was like, that is fraud. The American dream is crime. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, I understand how that could be upsetting. I was like, I've been a Sprint customer for a very long time. Why wouldn't any of that money go towards the balance of owning the phone? They're like, we have to opt into the payment. And I was like, <laughs> when you hear yourself say it, does that not sound like fraud? Aren't you depending on people not underst- like not checking their phone bills or not reading their phone contracts? They're like, yeah, but it's in the contract. I'm like. No one reads a phone contract. Did you text me and tell me this was happening? You have my phone number. Like, you, <laughs> like, I was like, did you alert me that this was occurring? And they were like, okay. And they were like, well, how can we make this right? I was like, well, first of all, um, we had to. Well, another part of it was my wife's employee discount had uh, had not renewed when Sprint was taken over. 
But I'm like, well, let's let's fix the let's fix the discount. Let's go ahead and add that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll make that past couple months fix that. And then you know, it's like I just don't want like at the very least, you know, we should get rid of the thirty dollars charges and charge me for the you know go back to that. And they they're just like, well, here's would this make you happy? What if we erase the past charges and just let you on the phone, so you don't own, own anything for the phone? I'm like. <laughs> That would settle it. That would be fine. Thank you. So <laughs> instead of having to pay the $180 to own this uh, broken old phone outright, they, they waived it. But check your phone bills, ladies and gentlemen. Sprint's trying to sneak some stuff past you. Uh, I just switched from Verizon to T-Mobile. I am paying 70% less. Yeah, well, T-Mobile, Sprint are the same mm. now, I think. Yeah. So just keep... I was paying- I yeah, pay attention to those contracts. One hundred and fifty-five bucks a month. I'm down to fifty-five dollars a month with there my military go. discount. There hey you now. go. So again, when you have that auto draft on, make sure you know what's going on. Yeah, it is. It you. is the outspoken business plan of at least uh, Comcast and Sprint <laughs> that they, they they hope you don't check your bill because they'll just add, they'll just add things to it. But anyway, that was the customer service thing. I uh, I got the phone free. I got the old bills fixed. Felt pretty good. Onions. Onions. Rath Curry. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to? That story ending was pretty sweet. Yeah, that was it. That's all That's I got. It. That wraps it up. And no. we got a, uh, what's your final? Yeah. Uh, the, the Celtics are now minus 135. The Heat are only minus, no, Celtics are plus 135 and the Heat are minus 110. So despite the 2-1 mm. lead, not heavy favorites for the Heat to keep winning. Chuck, you got to hey, be feeling nervous. You got to be feeling nervous. I'm lucky. Look, the Heat shot 27% from three that's not going to continue because you got five wings out there defending now bubba and that's because yeah, jay that, crowder two for ten in game three Uh oh is the rule is the right over Damn, got six 16 rebounds uh duncan robinson's gonna put up a few more shots uh Dragic isn't gonna also the bed well, again the heat we're good i'm good I'm the not heat's big out. like ace in the hole for the series was we're gonna play zone but they went yeah. to it, you know, like immediately, which you probably you probably should not save that. No, but I guess no, you can't save the stuff issue the would be if the Celtics keep getting a little bit better at it, a little bit better at it. They are no, they ate all day oh. against yeah. it. Yeah, the zone so, is that it's it's they'll have to, Spo will have to put that away. Now. They'll they'll be able to figure that out, and I think uh, I think we got two more games. I can get. I think we get two out of three. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an amazing uh, series. I'm looking forward to see if the Nuggets can make that Lakers series a series. I feel, I feel like every time I count them out. How dare you? That's when they come I back. Think they so can. I'm for hoping. Sure gonna, if they're for sure going to win a couple. I mean, my, my prediction before this series was it would take uh, Jokic a couple games to figure out like how to go at Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard because they're so good. And they're, they're good at stopping Jokic. And it's been a bumpy ride, but, I mean, the end of game two. He was like, eaten. He was eating. It was awesome. He's so but that clutch. was like surreal because it was surreal. He he like finally was like, I'm shooting these. I'm shooting this three. I did. I don't want to. But the I'm concerning going. I mean, the concerning thing is for me as a, as a Nuggets fan. I mean, obviously the you know LeBron and AD and that team is so talented. But uh, Jamal Murray started missing some shots. Jokic was actually missing his three pointers. What yeah. if the unbelievable, probably unsustainable bubble three point shooting? wears off of Jokic and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray right now, by the way, is only seven three-pointers away from the non-Splash Brother record 
her most three pointers in a playoff run. The, the non spread, which is J.R. Smith at sixty five. Uh, Steph Curry has ninety eight in a playoff run, but uh, wow. Jamal wow. Jamal Murray's at fifty eight. Uh, only seven behind the non uh, the the non splash brother record. But yeah, so if the Nuggets don't you know hit all their shots, it's tough. They put their backs against the wall again. And again, that's like the frustrating thing. You know, obviously, like AD saved it. I know he's not Ugh. a big game player, according to Chuck. We still have to be. I didn't he still, say he's, that. He's only to prove it to me. I'm he's saying, not clutch. Not, he has to prove I didn't it to say me. He's not more. clutch. I'm saying there's regression. I'm hanging up the phone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, fastbreakbreak. John is Master John Burr. Chuck is the Mighty Chuck. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.